Wide Niners Podcast with Gene and Blake. This is the divisional round playoff matchup betting special with myself, Gene. And Blake. And let's get right into it. All right. First matchup is the Jacksonville Jaguars at the Kansas City Chiefs. The Kansas City Chiefs are favored by eight and a half points, and the over-under is 52 and a half points. Blake? Well, after the uh, interesting game the Jaguars had last week, um, I I think the Chiefs are going to be too much. The, the Chiefs have been there far too many times. I'm taking the Chiefs minus eight and a half. I'm going to do it. Um I'm, you know, I, I think I'm going to take the, uh, I'm going to take the under. Actually, I think they're just going to be too much for, uh, for Jacksonville, uh, personally. Yeah, I got a fun stat for you. So, Trevor Lawrence has never lost on a Saturday playing football in high school, college, and NFL. Well, you are really digging through the, uh, the history books. Wow, I'm, I'm impressed. <laughs> So, with that knowledge, I'm going to take the Jaguars with the points, and I'm also going to take the under 52 and a half. You know, and here, here's a fun fact, too, for you. The uh, Jaguars are 10 and 7 against the spread this year. The Kansas City Chiefs are at a poor 5, 11, and 1. So, uh, you might be onto something here, but... I'm going with the experience. I'm taking taking the Kool-Aid man and Kermit the Frog. Speaking of Kermit the Frog, Jackson Mahomes has emerged from the basement. He's back. Wonder what a uh, Tom Foolery he's going to get into this weekend. <laughs> get your TikTok ready. Yeah, well, I, you know what? Maybe that's helpful. Maybe uh, Jackson Mahomes will do something so stupid that it just, you know, the Jaguars will rally around and and they'll come out victorious. Jackson, Jacksonville, there's a sign. There is, I wonder if there's any correlation there. Yeah, another thing about this too is, like we talked about before, the Chiefs have only beat the Broncos by a combined six points. They've beaten them by... Both just a field goal in each matchup with the Denver Broncos. Yeah, I know those those Broncos games didn't look fantastic um, for the Chiefs, you know. But the another big thing for me though with the, with those Chiefs, it's they're seven and one at home. They don't they don't really lose at home. It seems that's why they've dubbed it the Arrowhead Invitational uh, each year for the AFC Championship. But could be at a neutral site this year. Yeah, also, their defense isn't really that great. I, th- I think the Jags can actually move the ball against them, and this could be a much closer game than anticipated. Uh, as long as he doesn't throw four interceptions in... <laughs> do we have the time frame of how quickly they were thrown? Uh, as long as he doesn't do that, you know, maybe they have a shot. Yeah, hopefully he got that fully out of his system. Well, thank God this is a Saturday game. He's going to channel his inner uh, Clemson Tiger. Yeah, so that that game is at Saturday at 4.30. And let's move on to the next game. The G-Men against the Philadelphia Eagles. 
The Eagles are favored by seven and a half points. The over under is at 48 and a half. And this is an 816 kickoff. Well, to our Philadelphia brethren here, they're not going to like this one. The Giants will cover. Will they win? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I think every they would have to play a perfect game personally. Now, I was actually just talking to somebody uh, earlier. Um, and I mentioned, I said, Jalen Hurts. He might be rusty. He has played one game in the last month. I mean, and they had a very vanilla offense in that last game of the season. And then he has a full week off again. It's like, hey, get back to game speed. I don't know. Maybe he comes out rusty. Maybe the Giants could win. I will take the Giants to cover, though. I do like them to cover. And I will take... I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take the over. So you think it'll be a shootout? I do anticipate some scoring. I think. I think Saquon Barkley and his Godzilla-like thighs are going to run the ball all over the place. Yeah, so I'm going to go with the Giants as well. I'm I'm pretty confident after the showing of the third stringers against the Philadelphia Eagles two weeks ago when the Eagles only beat them 22-16, to 16, a six-point win against Davis Webb. So this this time around, it's going to be Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, all those guys on defense. I think it's going to be a close game. And I'm going to take the under 48 and a half because I, I just think it's going to be a slugfest, typical divisional game, and points will be car- hard to come by in this matchup. Yeah, it's um, you got me like tor- torn on the under now, but I I think th- I think there's going to be some scoring still. Um, fun fact: the Giants, for what it's worth, ten four and three against the spread. The Eagles. Six, ten, and one. So my plus eight and a half is looking fantastic right now. Eagles are pretty solid at home. I'll give them that. Those Looney Tunes over at uh, Lincoln Financial Field that like to throw snowballs at Santa Claus and batteries at people. Um, they they do give them a nice little home field advantage. You know, the Eagles defense has played pretty well, but uh, I think the way to um, to neutralize them is, you know, Saquon Barkley and a nice run game. And Daniel Jones, if he could do what he did last week, maybe they sneak away with a victory back up I-95. It's another interesting thing about Danny Dimes, as I call him Danny Pennies, because there's not many dimes in my opinion. His only uh, 300-yard games came against Minnesota, Minnesota, and the Detroit Lions. 31st pass defense and the 32nd pass defense well this philadelphia eagles defense is not a slouch like one of those teams yeah it's yeah i mean they're giving up you know they're second in the league for yards per game allowed so i mean that says it in itself so danny dimes is gonna have a uh danny pennies could have a tough day but i think i think it's gonna be that that run game I think that'll that'll set everything else up. That's that's what I'm banking on. And I'm banking on a gosh, I hope so. A Giants win 
And then hopefully a 49ers win, and the Giants have to fly on out to Santa Clara. I'd like that too, but I, I know you you probably agree that you'd love to see the Niners beat the Eagles in yeah, Philadelphia. I mean, I I think it's I think that's what it's going to be. I mean, let's I'm going to call it what it is. You know, I think it's I think Niners and Eagles. I feel like have been on a collision course for the NFC Championship game since uh, like week eleven ish or so. And I mean, hopefully they it does happen because. Blake is going to the game if that happens. In full gear, I hope, right? Oh, no, I'm bringing a trench coat, and I will cover up my 49ers jersey, so win or lose, I'll pop that bad boy back on and walk out casually. <laughs> that's that's not right. That's not right. Well, I, I got some more stats here, some more history. <laughs> so, the New York football giants haven't beaten the Philadelphia Eagles in Philadelphia since 2013. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? I kid you not. I got I got one more. This this is pro Giants. The Giants are six and zero since nineteen ninety against the one seed in the playoffs. So what you're saying is, you're saying there's a chance. Yes. Hey, I mean something's got to give, right? They they got to they can't always lose in Philly. So, but on the flip side. They can't always beat the number one seed when they're in the playoffs. So, um, oh man, it's. I think it'll be a good game. I don't think you know. I know a lot of the Philadelphia writers and commentators and radio analysts. I think they're all claiming it's going to be this blowout. I think it's going to be a lot closer. But you know, that's why you and I are doing our podcast here, and they're you know doing it on a nationally broadcasted channel. Maybe we'll get there one day. Let's have some hope. After this weekend, it's going to happen when we call it. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go to the, the Bengals who are going to the Buffalo Bills. This is a Sunday 3 o'clock kickoff. The Bills are favored by 5.5 points, and the over-under is at 48.5. Your thoughts, Blake? Right off the bat, I, I, I personally couldn't believe the spread. I thought it would have been a little bit closer. Um, I I personally have the Bengals beating the Bills outright, so I'm taking the points, um, and I'm going to take the over. I think it's I think it's going to be Burrow Mahomes, uh, Burrow Mahomes, my lord, Burrow Allen, Burrow Allen, just kind of going back and forth against each other, similar to what we kind of saw last year with you know Allen against Mahomes. I think that's what we're kind of going to get this weekend. Now I th- I think the line is a little skewed because. Already, the right tackle is out, Lyle Collins. Their right guard might not play, Alex Kappa. And their left tackle, Jonah Williams, is week-to-week week with a dislocated knee. As crazy as it may sound, I am comfortable with Joe Burrow. If there was any other quarterback, I mean, if it was Josh Allen... Joe Burrow or Patrick Mahomes that were dealing with that offensive line problem, I would still feel comfortable with them. Like if you told me, not going to lie, if you told me it was Brock Purdy back there, I'd be a little concerned. But these three dudes, they're ballers and they know how to play. So I still I still think the Bengals can, can win this outright. So I'll take the points. I'm going to take the over. Okay, I'm, I'm going to go the Buffalo Bills at minus five and a half. 
and I'm also going to take the over at 48 and a half. I think this will be a high scoring con- contest, but I just think in the end, the Buffalo Bills are going to cover based on the sole fact of three out of five offensive linemen for the Bengals look like they will be out of this game. Well, hopefully the Bengals uh, got their backups a lot of work in this week. And maybe they make a name for himself. Maybe they'll play a rotational uh, offensive line. Um, I don't know. It's I just maybe it's because I'm a, a Joe Burrow fan, but I'm rolling with them. I'm rolling with I'm rolling with the Bengals. Who day? There's also some chatter that they're begging Andrew Whitworth to come out of retirement to save their offensive line. They have a better chance of signing myself and you and getting the same result. (laughs) (laughs) But all right, let's move on to the next game. This is the most important game for us this week. It is the Dallas Cowboys, Jerry's boys against the San Francisco 49ers at Levi's Sunday, 630 kickoff. The Niners are currently favored by three and a half points. And the over under is at 45 and a half. Well, this is a Niners podcast. However, I'm taking the Niners. I'm taking them to cover. I'm taking them to cover. And they're going to say, how about them Cowboys? (laughs) They're going to say one for uh, what's today. Uh, They're going to say for a few more days. That's it. The 49ers are going to win. They're going to cover. And hmm. I want a good game. I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take 45 and a half. I'm going to take over 45 and a half. I mean, and and reason being the the Niners have been averaging 35 points a game. Will they score 35 against the Cowboys? Eh, Maybe probably, probably not. Could, if you told me they scored 27, I could say that's legit. And I could see the Cowboys scoring 21. Did I do that math right? I sure did. There you go. 27-21 is the final. Put it on the board. Yeah. Also, we're going to do during our preview a more in-depth analysis of this matchup. And Niners, I'll explain Cowboys. exactly why. <laughs> and uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the Niners at minus three and a half. I, I think this will be... I actually think it'll be a six-point game. And uh, I will also take the over-under at 45 and a half. Yeah, and, you know, as I'm looking here, it's it's kind of it's kind of funny. Uh, the Niners and the Cowboys have identical records against the spread. They are both 9-7-1. Um, Niners have a far superior outdoor record for obvious reasons. Cowboys play indoors. But the Cowboys are 2-4 and four outside. Maybe they don't like a little sloppiness. Um, yeah, and the Niners are 8-1 and one at home. So they're very good at Levi's. And I'm going to bring up some DVOA chatter for all you analytics people out there. So the Dallas Cowboys beat the 26th-ranked DVOA team in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's 26 out of 32. And like, you know... Like we had talked about in our last one, it looks like the Cowboys were not ready. Um, that 
that Brady interception that he lollipopped in the back, I think that changed the game completely. Um, all I'm going to say is better hope the Cowboys don't have to kick field goals on Sunday. Brett Meyer could potentially be our hero on Sunday. <laughs> Brett Meyer looked like myself after a six-pack of beer on the back nine of the golf course. Couldn't find it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, I'm I'm like I said, I I wanted to see the Giants because I would have personally just kind of you know wrote the Niners. Wrote the Niners in. I'm sorry, the Vikings. What am I talking about? Would have wrote the Niners into the next round. Um, this is going to be a little bit more of a challenge. Uh, but I would love nothing more this season to knock off the Cowboys again and potentially knock off the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, this, this could be potential payback for the Giants as well when they uh, beat us in 2010 with Mr. Kyle Williams. Or, oh, oh my God. I've never seen a game, a, a man so confused as Eli Manning did that game and they still won. There is that picture I have. I've seen plenty of times his shoulder pads like popping out, his helmet's crooked. He's looking out into the distance like, like he's lost. But they still won because Kyle Williams decided to let a football hit him in the knee. Yeah, he, he muffed it three times. Yeah, and then the uh the fumble. That oh that, yeah. That other one too. Yeah, that was that was a great time. I will never forget that. I was uh quick little history there. Uh was at Monmouth University watching on a tiny ass little I think fifteen inch white Magnavox TV that you'd see at your grandparents' houses. Uh I don't remember what I threw, but I threw it very, very, very hard, and something broke against the wall because they were just cinder blocks. And I spoke to no one that evening, <laughs> so need a little bit something more this year. Yeah, l- luckily our return man Ray Ray McLeod has not coughed up anything this year. You better I'm knock on wood right now, Yaz. Thank you, thank you. And Ray Ray has I'm I've been comfortable with Ray Ray. Would you go out on the limb or? or Go as far to say that he's our best returner since like Ted Ginn. I was just about to say that he's definitely our best return man since Ted Ginn Jr. He just needs to break one. That's all. Yeah. But all right, guys, that concludes our pod. That was our preview into this weekend's divisional playoff games. And uh, we'll see you next time. Till next time, guys. You can find the Wide Niner Pod on Amazon Music, Spotify, and soon to be on Apple Podcasts.